welcome back to the Scribes Journal for this special Valentine's Day week episode. I am your host, the Scribe of Worlds, and I am joined once again, as always, by the Violet Author. Hello, hello. I have returned. You can't get rid of me. It may be my least favorite month of the world, but it's it's not the last month, which of course I know the exact time and date of, but that just comes from being me. I'm not excited. I'm not excited for our episode today, Scribe, because you are forcing me to take a step out of my comfort zone, but yet also while keeping it in my comfort zone. So I guess I can say thank you for that. But today's concept is definitely going to be interesting because it is my least favorite thing to write. That being, of course, romance. So. Yes. So it is Valentine's week and this will be out after Valentine's Day. So hopefully you guys enjoyed your your day, as I like to call it, Singles Awareness Day. Yeah, but you are married, we... so it is no longer for you. No, it is not. But I am very aware of all of my single friends. So uh, my heart <laughs> goes out to you. But also be content in where you are. And that's a whole other conversation. But last week, we did an episode on Soulmates and completely butchered it because we didn't do Soulmates. We did Dystopia, uh, which was so much fun. We did. We did, too, do Soulmates. We just didn't do the romance part of the Soulmates. Exactly. Exactly. So if you want more of a dystopian look at the state of love in our world this day, go ahead and check out Soulmate Dystopia, which is out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all those good places. However, today we are going to actually be focusing on romance and what better way to do it than to take one of our favorite little Greek deities, Cupid, and turn him into a relationship therapist. But not just any relationship therapist. This is going to be a relationship therapist who helps individuals and couples who are stuck in troped relationships. So we came across this idea because the idea for this episode originally was going to be me sending Violet a couple prompts based around romance and having her having to like write them out to, you know, really challenge to pull out that romance side of things, which she hates. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. So what we did instead was amid the interwebs out there was this idea of Cupid being a relationship therapist, which to be honest, I feel like is a terrible idea, but we're running with it anyway because we love terrible ideas on this show. And while we were talking about it, Violet came up with the idea that maybe it's for people who are stuck in trope kinds of relationships. And so that could be things like the love triangle. Uh, that could be things like the good old miscommunication trope. That could be the uh, student and teacher, which why? Why would you write that? Goodness, Violet. There's stalker vibes. I also have a list of 150 romance tropes that I'm also going to be drawing from. So kind of the thought for this episode is that we are going to be taking a couple of these concepts, stepping into our relationship therapist mode, and writing about them from Cupid's perspective. And we'll see how this goes. We'll see how much of this we we get done. Uh, But anyway, Violet is back. So I have a list of 150 romance tropes that I was going to... You didn't like mine? You didn't like my small list that I prepared? I... No. I really... I really didn't. Yeah, I'm 
imagine why not? I mean, I picked step siblings, stalker, teacher, student. Here's just the top 12 that this person came up with. And there are some other really good ones further in the list of 150. So we can just kind of pull from that and from our own experience with tropes and whatnot. But here they are. You have friends to lovers, enemies to lovers, forbidden love, the secret identity as the billionaire royal whatever. You have the stuck together, close proximity, trapped in an elevator, the good old best friend's brother or sister, the second chance on the relationship, soulmates, of course. You have the fake relationship that turns into a real relationship. You have wedding fever, so that could be the runaway bride, uh, jilted, the falling for the best man, or the wedding planners. You have the amnesia trope or mistaken identity and the holiday romance. I think that our best bet for this is definitely going to be picking the tropes that we feel like would need the most therapy. I feel like the uh, secret billionaire trope could come with a lot of trust issues. Sure, yep. And, like, relationship issues. What else we got? We got the... I, I just want... What do you think? What's one do you think that could really, like, cause some strife? So, the... It's not listed here, but one of the he fell first or she fell first kind of tropes where mm. one person is desperately in love with, like, their best friend or whatever, that could be something that could be interesting to uh, go to a relationship therapist for. Okay. Amnesia, mistaken identity, also, but I don't really. That might be. I don't. I don't want to get into that. Dark. That yeah. I mean, I think more. That's just going to get really convoluted and really heavy. Yeah. However, I think a fake relationship where just hear me out. A fake relationship where they have to fake going to a relationship therapist would be really funny. Well, like the therapist figures it out. Like they're just like yeah, holding it up for as long as possible. The therapist is like, "So, how much are you being paid?" Or is this like an FBI thing? Or is this like a... <laughs> well, I'm I'm thinking that like they, for whatever reason, these two people are pretending to be in a relationship. And like maybe everyone in their family is going through like this, we have to strengthen our relationships and we're all going to go to relationship therapy like separately but together. And they figure that the easiest way to fake it is to actually do it because like it's all paid for or whatever. And they show up to these relationship therapy sessions and have to pretend to like be this fake couple i don't know if that's i don't know if that's funny or maybe but also like we're doing they these get there like... i feel like like they get there and they're like trying to keep it up a little bit and then maybe cupid's just like you know this is a fully confidential session right like you can be like really honest with me and they're like i can't take it anymore oh my gosh yes no we're not like they just like lose it on each other and then like yeah throughout the session they slowly are like oh maybe like we don't hate each other as much as we thought we did but like like i would feel like it'd be more understandable if they finally had a space where they didn't have to play and they could actually just like Bleh. yeah i think that's great i think that's fun do we want to just like start with one, finish it, go to the next one? Because I'm thinking that these are all just going to be pretty much just quick little scenes that we write for each of these kind of talk through backstory and maybe post story. But we're not actually going to write full on plots for each of these ideas. Right? No, yeah, definitely not. Uh, I thought what yeah. might be fun is if we did like, what if instead of a regular kind of thing? Oh, I don't know. This might not work. I would love to do multiple sessions for each to give them That's... each like a night a nice arc i would love to do like sure. session notes to kind of like introduce each chapter sure sure we could we which, could do that could so are you saying like write those session notes and not write the chapters i don't know i feel like the session notes can get really detailed 
That's true. But I feel like we'll miss out on, like, the character engagement. Or we can have, like, he just refers to himself as, like, the therapist, and then, like, writes their dialogue fully. Oh. Okay, I, I like this. I have I have a couple of other ideas okay. to build off of that. We could do it office style, where there is someone else in the room watching and filming, but, like, watching and recording everything that's going on. I'm thinking someone is like doing their practicum or internship. And part of that is having to sit in sessions and like write down what they observe and like what the therapist is doing and what the, you know, couples and or individuals are doing. The clients is the word I'm looking for. And then maybe it's told through the like diary or I shouldn't say diary, but like the journal, internship journal or whatever, whatever that's called. I should know. I did an internship and I did a journal for my internship. An intern. So this is all from like the intern's perspective. So we can still get everybody's right. viewpoint. But throughout it, he's starting to piece together that this is not a normal relationship therapist. And the end of it, the the intern's arc, he realizes that this relationship therapist is actually Cupid. And then confront, confronts him and then like gets shot in the heart with an arrow and like falls in love with the first woman he sees outside and then ends up in the, uh, the assistant, relationship counselor. The, the, the front desk lady. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or even better, he falls in love with one of the clients because that's not unethical. Yeah, I love the idea of the intern. Yeah, I just love the idea. I think we should do it. What if we did it like, do, do you remember that episode of Sherlock the Wedding? Yes, I did like that one. So what if we do it like that, where the way the intern writes their notes is like this case, session, whatever, 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 this case, mm -hmm. session, whatever, 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 whatever. And then this case, session, like, and then at the end of it, he starts piecing together all the different clues that he's seen through all of them to figure out that Dr. C or whatever we want to call this therapist is in fact, mm -hmm. in fact, Cupid and not a regular therapist. Yeah, I think that maybe he's comes in in the middle of these. Like he was not in the introduction of all of these sessions. And so like he's coming in like this third or like the fifth session where like their Cupid is fully aware of everything that's going on and is like giving them advice and they're kind of explaining what they what they've been doing lately to help with their problem, but they never state what their problem is. Sure. I like that. The other we could also have like their internship lines up where they see the second half or like maybe the, the mid arc of one person's story, the end arc of another person's story and the start arc of a third. So like mm -hmm. they come in and for two of them, they don't know what's going on, but then for the other one, they get to see the start, but they don't get to see the conclusion. Like they don't hear what happens. They don't know how that situation got resolved if it got resolved. Yeah, I like that. I do. I think that a secret billionaire should be the one that is in the middle of being fixed. I think the mis miscommunication, okay. just because I hate it so much, I want to write it as little as possible. Maybe have that one be like the successful closing out. The one that's like in the middle of like, yeah, like we've been doing really good about just like talking through things and like not assuming and you know, making sure there's proper communication. I'm not storming off as much in a huff. I'm making sure to hear the sentences fully before just cutting him off in the middle and thinking that I've heard the whole thing, like that whole thing. Oh, uh, you can tell I have an issue with this trope. And I think the fake relationship has such a funny start that it would be like sad to miss that like explosion of emotion. Yes. I think we are doing a disservice if we don't address the biggest trope in romance in YA, which is the love triangle. We can't let that slip aside. I do love it. However, I feel like it could actually be a little bit testy because people love the harem, why choose, 
I hate it, but people love that trope. I feel like crapping on it and being like, no, it's not healthy, it's not great, could be a Well, here's my here's my thought. What if someone has come to relationship therapy, not because they are in a relationship, but because they're in the middle of a love triangle and they have these two options and they're trying to parse it out in a really healthy way, you know, kind of going through this exactly haven't we all yeah and i think that's why people love it so much is because we relate to it it's an it's a fairly shared experience but yeah it kind of you know going through this like well who should i who should i who shouldn't i and maybe that's one where the session keeps changing like on in one week they're like i really i really feel like i see better qualities in this person and the next week they're like Oh, but they did this. I don't see as those qualities anymore, but I see them in the other person. Like, you know, there's just keep going back and forth. And maybe we should even make it an angsty t- YA antagonist. But anyway, or not antagonist, protagonist. I like it. Like she, I like, like the, the character comes in and they like unsling a crossbow and like pull a knife out. And they're like, God, just finished killing some more zombies. Let me tell you about my trouble. <laughs> That might be too much. Uh, okay. I, I like. I do like the idea of that she's having to choose between the hero and the villain. And she's like, oh, Ooh. the hero, like, he's such a good person. And, like, he's so boring. And the villain, like, listen, I get it. He's got his moral qualms, but, but, but he's, like, very interesting and intriguing. Well, one of my favorite things to do with the, the love triangle hero-villain thing is... Having a hero who's moral, upstanding, but will always choose the greater good and like mm. isn't super there for the, the person that's going after them. And having a villain who sure is self-centered, is egotistical, is like out to destroy the world or whatever, but is really caring about the, per- the people who are around them. And so, you know, that that's very alluring when you have a hero who's supposed to be this like fine moral upstanding person but doesn't show you any attention it's like i know this is the person i should love i know this is the person i should you know like want to be with but this is the person who actually i'm interested in because they're showing me what i feel like i i I need so yes like the villain that's like the i would burn the world for you versus the hero of i would burn you for the world right exactly and and maybe it's not even so much you know i would burn you for the world but if it came down to it the world is going to be my choice all right so let's get some of these couples listed yeah let's start writing these down okay so we've got sacred billionaire we haven't really fleshed that one out yet i feel like the main issue of that is just a feeling of like distrust and also the strain of two people who are from very socio different socioeconomic levels mm-hmm. could cause a lot of misunderstandings about the way the world works and so like maybe they they, they like knock heads a little bit more on bigger issues and are coming to like find healthier ways to solve their problems then she storms off in a huff and he buys the plot of land that she's sulking on in order to uh try and appease her uh it's so dumb but i love it okay and throughout this also we kind of want to keep in mind how is cupid going to reveal he's cupid like foreshadow basically but like drop hints to who he is so at the end of it the intern can pick up all of the clues and piece it together and like in their final what i learned this semester they end it with and my therapist was cupid i would say he definitely has some archery trophies okay around his office oh sure sure and also like he 
makes archery analogies. So he's like, for like the miscommunication trope, he's like, when we speak, we want to make sure that we're aiming for the target and that we hit that target and it's clear what that target is. And when we receive something, we want to make sure that we're hearing it like an arrow going into your ear. You know, I don't, I kind of lost it at the end, but that kind of idea. You're good. Yeah, I like that. I also love the concept of he's like, you telling me you don't have a girlfriend yet? I mean, like, we could take care of that. You know, I've got a nice, nice niece, Cindy. She's really great. It's like, oh, I've never met her. Oh, that will be a problem. <laughs> so he keeps trying to set up the intern. I like that. Yeah, tries, keeps trying to set up the intern with somebody. And is, like, way too involved in his love life. I think that maybe, like, one time towards the end, he comes to work a little bit too early. And he tries to come in the office and Cupid's like, ah, one minute! And then he hears, like, the fluttering of wings. And, like, he comes into Cupid, like, adjusting his suit jacket really carefully, being like, gotta be careful, you're gonna come in and I'm gonna be in my birthday suit or something. I don't like the implication that that Cupid still wears those adult-sized diapers. Oh, for sure. And here's the thing, like, he sees, like, packages of adult diapers one time, like, kind of hidden underneath (laughs) inside one of the utilitary closets and cupid's like don't be snooping around here i also appreciate that cupid has now become a chicago gangster so i i established this with you earlier today but i need to establish this on the podcast that cupid is played by danny devito and i will not accept anything else it has to be danny devito that's fair okay cool so let's see all right let's jump in and we'll come up with more hints as time goes on i i just know we will like that's we're good at that so let's make secret billionaire names so are we making the man or the woman the rich one i feel like we'll keep the man the rich one just because that's the pretty we're going trope trope. that's and so i'm allowing myself to go trope normally i would be like no let's switch it up but this time it's like not the point of the trope so i definitely think the man and he needs to have like a really rich name, um, but he rich needs McMahon. to Richard McMahon Richard, to you. Richard McMahon, okay. Richard Horatio McMahon. Yeah, but his friends all call him Richard McMahon. Can they call him like... We'll, we'll call him... They call him Ratio. Okay, so my, <laughs> my two options... He got Ratio... Get Ratioed, my guy. My two options are Chard from the end of Richard or Ratio from Horatio. And I'm leaning more towards Ratio because I think it's funny. Like, Golden Ratio, yeah. like, you know. Okay, cool. I like it. I like it. And now we need someone... Something... Mi- uh, her last name is Fortune. Her last name is Fortune. Uh, yeah. So that she could be Miss Fortune. Sure, sure. That's terrible, but I love it. Thank you. Uh, what about like Harley uh, Miss Harley Fortune Miss uh, Harley Fortune so okay I can get behind that I just love Harley for a female name I think it's really cool okay and then their problem they're looking for healthier ways to disagree and come and like see each other's viewpoints on the world in like a healthier light rather than getting into fights over things and the man is learning how to apologize without using his money and the woman is learning how to allow him to buy her things without feeling like he's buying her love mm, that's good that's good Very all cool. right miscommunication i want names that sound like other names okay that's good so 
Let's see. What's a what is a name that sounds like another name? So do they sound like each other? Yeah, names that sound like each other. Names that sound like they overlap. So like so like Elijah and Eliza. Yeah, but like it would be the same gender because otherwise it would Eliza. Oh no, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'm in. Like Eliza and Elijah. Like they're too close. They're too similar. And is this a married couple or is this a I would say this one is. This one is a married couple. Okay. So this is like the relationship is on the rocks because of whatever miscommunication happened. That poor couple yeah why would you why would you do that to yourself that's like an aaron and an aaron marrying each other it's got to be aaron and aaron it okay, has great. to be it's... aaron and aaron we have to make it aaron and aaron aaron and aaron is why would like... you do that to yourself like honestly i'm so sorry okay so i don't know why but i'm feeling like winters i just i feel like that's a good last name for them uh so aaron and yeah. aaron winters and this is one that we get to see the end, but they are like mm -hmm. prone to cutting each other off. They're uh, assuming what the other person means or intends. They aren't actually listening. So we're going to be able to kind of dive into some of the actual tools of how to resolve that, which yeah. will be fun for us. I have some good ideas for that. The couple in the fake relationship. Somebody whose last name is F-A-U-X, foe, like foe. Maybe, maybe it's, like fake. maybe that's the end part of their name, but like it starts with something else, like not just foe. Fleur. I'm thinking like, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that would like serum foe or like some, some more French sounding name. I can't figure out any way that relationship works into that like that's french for relationship i like arlo i've been really enjoying arlo for a first name recently okay oof what about arlo mordecai is relation why yeah. mordecai well, okay. so i looked up relationship in french because faux is a french it is relation detachon would be dating so maybe it's like data faux dada i I'm not going to be able to pronounce these names. Datafo? Arlo. Datafo. He's got to say it like you're clocking. You got to say it like you're smacking phlegm out of your throat. My name is Arlo. Datafo. My name is Louise Relation. Louise Relation. Datafo. Dat. Arlo Dartfo. Okay, so Arlo French. In English it would be Dartfo. Arlo Dartfo. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. Arlo Dartfo. Why don't we make it Louise Dartfo? Louise, yeah, that fits. Because otherwise it just like sounds a little bit funky. Arlo 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 Charade. Or charade. Yeah, that's good. You want to drop the E at the end so it looks more like charade. Carad. Yeah. That's <laughs> he gets called Ar She calls him Carad just to tick him off. Like, which I actually want my last name to be Carad. Yeah, they walk in, the therapist is like Arlo Charad and Luice Dart Fox. I also, I would love if this was, she's one of them is from a different country. Oh, like they actually are. Okay. Like one of them. Like I feel like Louise Dartho is actually French or from another country. Or or maybe she's not, but she's pretending to be. Like she's like oh. putting on the act. And and we could even do it like she's authentically like her parents are from France, so she grew up speaking French and has an authentic French accent. And like she's acting with a French accent the whole time. Um, but great. So let's move into the love triangle. So we need a probably go with a, a strong female protagonist, angsty teenager. What are you what are you feeling? Hey, 
Illuminati. What about the Josephine Triad, but she gets the cool female name of like Joe. Yeah, Joe or Josie or like something like that. I don't know. And each one calls her a different nickname. One calls her Joe, one calls her Josie. Yes, and the hero calls her Josie. Mm-hmm. So option one is our hero. Dang, I gotta admit. If there's a trope I am a sucker for, it would be this one. It would be the love triangle? I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into it the It would be triangle. specifically, specifically the, like, two very different people that, yeah. like, fit very different niches that would work very well with them in different ways. I love the psychological implications of, like, who you go with will set who you become in the future. Yeah. Okay, so our first option would probably be our hero because that's typically who the first option is kind of offered to the audience. Um, so we're looking for a classic, like strong, masculine, kind of moral upright sort of person. So what oh, are you thinking yeah. for that one? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm thinking I'm thinking the classic chattiest Thaddeus the third, my broski. I think that we need at least we need Thaddeus. At least we need no. Thaddeus. No. I I will have to what? veto this one. Are I'm you just sorry. straight up shooting? Wow. I, Fine, I'm then taking... I get to use the villain's name. Oh, I... Okay. Hotelius <laughs> uh, Minaj. Often, often known for wearing his shirts unbuttoned way too low and for wearing very tight skinny jeans. Vitalius Minaj. But like, good for him. But like, good for him. But he goes by Tally. He goes by Tally. Do you like my name, Scribe? You've gone um, silent. It's I, unlike I you. I really would like you to pick a different name, if you wouldn't mind. I I want to keep Tally. I think Tally's cool. Tally's fun. Maybe like, like what's Tardius or like Tarsh, Tar, Tarshish or... Tartarus? Tartar. Tartar sauce? Mm-hmm. Well, Tartarus is a place. It's yes, I... Yes, I know. I, that's why I said it. So I like it. I like Tartarus Cole. All right. So I think our hero is going to be called Arthur Hero uh, or Harrow. Yeah, Arthur Harrow, but he goes by Har- Harmonious. Arthas. Harmonious? What? I have no idea. Cool. And so the problem with that one is that classic, the female main character of her story, has to choose between the morally upstanding but very sacrificial and committed to the cause of the greater good uh, and not to her hero and the self-centered yet charming but dedicated to her and her well-being villain so joe triad will have to choose between arthur arctus harrow and tartarus tally cole i'm excited to write that one a lot like that one looks like it's gonna be yeah, a pretty dang good amount of fun that that will be a lot of fun. Okay, so we've been talking about making this one a two-parter, so we will see. That probably will happen, but we still have some time yet, so do you want to jump in and start writing one of these? I think less writing and less more like plotting out how this works for the intern. I want to, I want, we haven't really dived into the intern yet. That's fair. I want to figure out who he is. I also like the idea that he comes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and so he gets two different couples on those days so okay. that he can have, so we can like mix it up a little bit. Sure. So my thought was that like he keeps all of his, instead of like writing about a day and a day, my thought was maybe like the Sherlock episode, it's all of one and then all of the other. So like he keeps all of his notes on the secret billionaire couple and writes up a report on that. And then you read like his report on that. And then it goes to the miscommunication trope and you read his report on that. And maybe like each of them kind of reference each other because they're all happening on certain days. But what's your thought on doing the Tuesday, Thursday instead? I kind of like 
like the concept of giving the readers a break between each session to like get invested into the others. And the, I kind I like the format. I know this isn't for everybody. We don't have to do it. I like the format of like one chapter, one chapter, one chapter, one chapter, the second part of their story, the second, the second, the second, etc. Mm. Just because I like how that breaks it up a little bit, even if it's that we write it. But also I realize that that would be a long, a long story we'd have to write. Yeah. And obviously like we're not going to be writing all of this. We'll probably be writing one or two sessions for each one when we actually get to it. But yeah, the, I, 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 I get your point. I think the other thing I was thinking was maybe the intern themselves while they're writing like typing up this final report the in intern themselves while they're typing up their final report are they taking pauses themselves like I'm, I'm thinking maybe this is happening during the the month before finals week or whatever and the intern is now like typing up their notes and then taking a break and kind of like reflecting on that and maybe applying what they've learned from that to relationships of their own because that might be a fun way to kind of structure this story and and then they like sit back down and type up the next one and format the next one or whatever i also don't mind doing it the tuesday thursday style the advantage of doing it the tuesday thursday style or monday wednesday friday however we end up doing it is we would get to see like we could have one story and example what's the one that we're going to do the, so the miscommunication trope is the one miscommunication, that ends yeah so maybe it happens that like the miscommunication trope ends and the fake relationship session takes that same time slot so like mm -hmm. tuesdays at 11 at 11 the miscommunication people come in and we have a couple sessions with that but then it ends so then tuesday at 11 becomes the fake relationship and so now we are in so that might that might be a fun way too i could go either way but that's that that was kind of my thought i like it i i can't really decide that's fine i think we can decide that format thing when we actually sit down to start fleshing this out as a story mm -hmm. but who is our intern like what's their what's their, obviously they're a counseling or some kind of relationship therapist intern so we know that their motivation is mm -hmm. to pass a class to write a paper but who are they and what gender are we looking to write for this character i kind of like the idea of it being a guy maybe it's because i have already named him maybe it's because i called him herman interesting man okay i'm i'm listening continue but who's we don't know and maybe cupid's like yeah everything like everything about you is like you're just such a, like you're a nice guy like you've got good style like i don't understand like why aren't you in love yet like maybe this is like the underlying thing of like why doesn't herman have a relationship oh, and maybe sure, sure. part of cupid is being like why does nothing i throw at you seem to work why does like like, what about you? Like, you are literally made to be somebody's man. You are her man. But, like, who's her and what's up with that? And I'm thinking maybe, is there any tropes in your romance trope list that has to do with somebody who's passed away? Let me see. Maybe the tragic end of this is Herman revealing that, like, he already found love, but he lost it too soon. And so he can't love again. Like, maybe Cupid's even like, you look familiar, kid. Like, why do I know you? It's because maybe Cupid already threw his arrow and it landed and it worked. It was perfect. And then she passed away. Hmm. I can get, I can definitely get behind that. Let's see. What if this would be really sad? This would be honestly kind of mm -hmm. terrible. What if he? Ooh, I already love it. What if he fell in love with someone who had an on-off boyfriend, and they they were like were off, and so he 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 met this girl. He fell in love with her. Maybe like it was over a summer type deal, and then she moved back home, fell in love with her man again. Not 
Herman, her boyfriend, and and maybe they even went to relationship counseling with Cupid and built a great relationship and are really happy. And Herman is like, I have never felt what I felt for that person again. But, you know, but she's happy and I, I'm not about to get in the middle of that, especially not as, you know, a, a relationship therapist wannabe. And Cupid realizes that, oh, yeah, I did actually hit you with one of those arrows that summer. And Cupid realizes like, oh, I've I've made this guy's life a world of hurt because I made him fall in love with someone whose heart wasn't there for him to have. Or she could be dead. I like it. I like it a lot. I I feel like the only concern is that, like, would Cupid really feel bad about that? Because I feel like he's been around long enough. Like, that's definitely happened. Would it be more of, like, a, man, I'm sorry to hear that. That's just that's just how the arrow flies sometimes. And, like, I feel for you, kid, but you can't give up on love. And maybe the end is more of a happy note of, like, Herman leaves this experience being, like, maybe he's right. Maybe I can get back out there and, like, find love again. Yeah, I agree. But as I do wonder, I like... love death and destruction and sad. But anyway, yes. I feel like the moral of the story could be a happy one. Okay, cool. Maybe, like, because of his time with Cupid, he, like, goes to turn in his paper and he catches Teacher, up. student, romance. No, no, he no, catches no, the no. eye Stop. of his Stop. English teacher, Quiet. Mrs. Stanley. And she's like, oh, very nice assignment, young man. See me after class for some extra oh, credit. No, no, <laughs> I, am, I am taking the headphones off because I don't want to hear anything that's about I think to be Anything at all. Here's my idea because I can't hear you. So I'm just going to keep talking. Um, so, so my idea, because I can just edit you out. I can just edit you out and put this in instead. Uh, my idea for this is that he takes his paper, goes to hand it in, and he catches eyes or like bumps into this girl who's been giving him hints all semester. And now that he's at the end of his internship, not only can he look back and be like, oh, wow, I just interned with Cupid. But he can also look back and say like, oh, wow, like me the entire time. And I've been such an idiot not to notice. So, yeah, that's kind of my my thought for that one. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I think this is actually the first time in podcast history for you and I that I've made you literally remove your headphones. You were so... Anyway, the... But I promise that was it. I was not going to randomly... I believe you. So yeah, like maybe maybe he bumps into this girl who's kind of been giving him hints the whole semester and then he's finally like, oh, whoa, I'm like totally an idiot. She's just like, yeah, you pretty much She fell first. She fell first because she found her man in Herman. Let's go! I'm so proud of that name. Cool. Okay. Okay. That's good for now. So here's my thought. If you are up for it, let's do a quick little radio call-in show with like one of these. So what? Imagine. So imagine. Imagine Cupid, the relationship therapist, goes viral. He gets his own radio show where people call in and and talk to him about relationship problems. So let's like pick one of the tropes, write a quick little thing, and we'll just go at it. And you know what? I mean, we could probably just freestyle it. I don't know if your brain's up for it. Oh, oh gosh. No, but that's even funnier. Okay, um, great. So when, when can I my be Cupid, brains, please? we're either gonna fine, but that means I get to choose who calls in. Okay. What kind of relationship trope do you want? Oh no, 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 no. You're gonna have to figure that out as I call in. <laughs> oh great. Okay. So that will be it for our plotting and world building session this time. However, we will 
actually sit down and write all of these little sessions and figure all of them out. But before we do, and before we go, we wanted to have a little bit of fun with this because it's the season of, you know, just having fun and letting loose and being weird and ridiculous. So what we're going to do is imagine that you're listening to a radio show, but this isn't any old radio show. No, this is, this is the radio show with Dr. C, a relationship therapist who is the phone lines open, uh, ready to take calls for anyone at all who might need relationship advice. So we are going to just kind of go with this. I'm going to be Dr. C, and this is going to probably go very poorly. Are we ready? Oh, oh, I'm very ready. <clears throat> All right, well, the, uh, the, the, the phone lines are open over here, so go ahead and, um, I don't know why he's from the Midwest, but Dr. C is from the Midwest now. Uh, phone lines he are is, open over he here, is. so go ahead and, uh, and send us uh, your your call if you if you need any help with your with ring, your relationships. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, we got ring, a caller ring. on. We got a caller on line number two. Uh, so we're gonna pick that up. Hello. <laughs> yes, hello. My name is Bradius Thaddeus the third. Well, well, hi, Bradius Thaddeus the third. Uh, what what can I do for you tonight? So like, I've got like a mega problem, bro. I've got like the biggest issue right now. And I like, I need your help, Dr. C, because otherwise I'm about to lose the love of my life and I gotta figure out what to do. Well, you know, Bradius Thaddeus III, that's that's what we're here to, to do to help. So uh, go ahead and why, why don't you just uh, tell me your problem there, yeah? So like, so like, it's our senior year, right? And like, everybody in the school knows that Jane is the hottest chick in this school. But here's the thing, right? She doesn't care about dudes. And, like, it's solidly known across all of my broski squad that Jane is untouchable. So, one night, me and the guys hanging out, couple brewskis, when one of them says to me, Hey man, I bet that you can't get Jane to fall in love with you by the end of the semester. And I'm like, yo, bro, that's so rad. How much, how much Dogecoin be putting on this? And he said, I'll drop in, I'll, I'll drop in two dooskies. That's two grand, my guy. Two grand, which is like mega bucks. Yeah, that, that's, in, pr that's pretty that wild. Yeah. So I took it because I, I genuinely thought like, that's no problem for the Riz King. Um, I've got this down pat, but, but this was harder than I thought. She's like into like books, like like, like oh, yeah. reading. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the pretty like, ones usually and are. Like she likes, yeah, and she like likes like looking at the world from like this lens and this perspective. And, and I'll admit, by like the third art museum and long walk in the park, I, I started to feel something. I felt something genuine. I don't think I've ever felt anything genuine in my entire oh, yeah. Bradius Thaddeus life. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a real feeling right there, Bradius Thaddeus. All right, so so uh, so uh, tell me, tell me, uh, where's where's your uh, favorite place to to take your uh, your love? Oh well, see, she she's got this really big old ranch property, uh, and at the very far back of the ranch property, there's this lake, and there's a dock on the lake where her and her dad used to go fishing before he passed away, and she likes to go out there some nights, and she doesn't fish, she doesn't like to fish, she just likes to like contemplate, and like think about life and she comes up with like the most interesting thoughts and it's it's like wild bro yeah yeah that that sounds like it would be be interesting so so you uh tell me about uh about you you said that uh 
uh, you might be you might be losing uh, your the love of your life. So um, why don't why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, bro. This is like mega not cool. The end of the semester is almost over, and uh, my guys have started getting the money together, and they've decided that to end this bet, they want to embarrass my Janie Pie in front of the whole school by letting her know that it was a prank and paying me right in front of her. And they think that it's a big joke, and they think that I'm going to be, like, totally chill about the whole thing, but, like, I'm mega not. And, like, I don't want to hurt her feelings like that. And they're all calling her, like, a loser and, like, an easy oh, dupe. Yeah. But, like, I feel yeah. like my, like, my tiny little heart is, like, pumping when I think about her. And I, oh, yeah. I don't want her to yeah. get hurt like that. You, so, yeah. so I, I've, I've got a problem. I, I don't know how to stop them, which means that I might have to tell her. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah, Bradius, that, that does sound like uh, a... a, a a pretty serious condition there. Uh, you're you are suffering from uh, what what we call here in the in the relationship business as a a, a, a prank relationship gone wrong. Um, and so so here's here's what we're gonna do. Uh, you're you you told me about uh, Janie's uh, favorite place. Uh, so what what you're gonna do is you're gonna you're gonna take her down there, okay? And um, make sure you you make her a nice meal. And uh, and you're going to you're gonna come clean to her, all right, Bradius? I I know I know that that sounds pretty hard. Uh, I know that's probably pretty scary. Uh, but but what do you? Why do you? Why are you scared? Uh, why do you, why do you think if you are scared? Why do you think you're scared of uh, of of telling her? Cause like this was like a mega jerk move of me, my guy. Like I didn't even used to think of women as like having hearts and brains and that kind of stuff. I just kind of thought they were like there you know like it's been like wild to me to figure out that they've got like feelings and stuff and it's like i don't want to hurt her but i also don't want to lose her and and you know she's got like mega trust issues because guys have messed with her heart before so like i think if i tell her like what if she doesn't want me anymore what if she thinks that i'm just like super suck you know yeah yeah well, well, Bradius, the uh, the the important thing to remember is that uh, if you if you don't if you don't come clean to her, uh, well, you you will be living a lie with her uh, for as long as you uh, as long as you're with her. And uh, the the longer uh, you live you live that lie, um, the the harder it is going it's going to be for uh, her to trust you. But uh, if you come clean about this before before the money comes in, uh, and you have the chance to to really make uh, this this relationship work, uh, but if you wait until after that money comes in, um, well, uh, that that will be the uh, the end of the relationship there, uh, uh, unless you uh, are able to do what we in the business call a uh, a high high speed chase uh, in order to uh, to get her back. Uh, frantic explanation, I think, is is the uh, the the term, the technical term for it. Uh, but but definitely definitely in uh, what you want to do is, is is tell her tell tell her as soon as you can. Uh, I think I think that uh, that that'll probably be the 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 best solution for you there, Bradius. I really do apologize for for what you're going through, but I, I believe in you. Uh, is there anything else I can I can tell you to to help you take on that that big conversation? You know, man, I'm just I'm just realizing now, like you're right. I've just gotta come clean to her. And like she's worth it and like 
I just gotta, I just gotta be, be honest with her. And, and you're right, I'll, I'll do what you say, and I'll take her down to the, to the lake, and like, I'll like bring her her favorite snack, and like the hot chocolate that her mom used to make her. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try and show her that I love her, and hope that she can remember that after I break her actual heart. That's like actually there, man. It's, it's like wild. You, uh, you just gotta, you gotta be brave sometimes, and, uh, you know, feel free to, uh, to, uh, write in, and, uh, if you, if you need to, to get a little bit of help on crafting that speech of yours there, but, uh, hey, uh, Bradius, I, I do wish you the best, and, uh, I certainly hope that, uh, this, this relationship there works out for you and, and Jamie, and, uh, and, uh, if that's all, well, I, I hope you have a great night, uh, and, and don't be too scared, I've found that, uh, the, the the prettiest women with the the bookish minds uh they they most typically are also pretty forgiven and and she might be angry and she might yell and uh she might ask to, to not see you but in the end uh she will be she will be more happy that uh, you told her now and and not went out so i thank you for calling in bradius and uh we will talk to you soon okay yeah thanks dr c you're like the coolest thank you thank you very much bradius uh well Thanks, thanks for calling in. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Ring, 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 ring. You want me to keep being the therapist? Ring, ring. <laughs> Hello, this is uh, this is Doctor C here. Why, hi there, Doctor C. My name is Miss Stanley, and I've got a real big problem with one of my favorite English students, <laughs> Herman. What? Well, Miss Miss Stanley, I, I do have a question <laughs> for you. Um, can you can you uh? You mind telling me a little bit about uh? You mind telling me a little bit about this uh this Stanley? Well, Herman's one of my students, you see, and uh, oh, right. I'm thinking about inviting him after uh, class for some extra credit. Well, Miss uh, Stanley, I uh, would you have? <laughs> I thought to, you uh, were just gonna hang up on me. I have nowhere to go with this. Do you happen to uh have have uh, uh Herman's phone number? Ah, uh, well, of course I do. It's in the school records, you know. Got his address, too. I've been sending him flowers every day for the past seven months, but uh, he seems to think it's from this hussy student girl named Elizabeth, so uh, I may have to <laughs> renounce my anonymity in order to claim my young, fresh prize. <laughs> Mrs. Stanley, uh, where, where are you right now? I'm outside his front door. Uh, I like slinking underneath the bushes, but my hip gave out about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> uh, nine one one. This is uh, this is Doctor C. Uh, the, the love relationship channel. Doctor C. Um, what are you I, I doing, Doctor C? I need to. Uh, no, don't worry, Mrs. Stanley. I'm I'm just uh, I'm I'm just asking for some help uh, in your in your situation. Okay. Um, he's click, over there right now. Click. End scene. End, End scene. scene. Well, this was fun. A little ad lib. A little, a little funky. And hey, maybe we look back on this at five years and cringe. But right now, we're having fun. That's that's the point. Exactly. We're we're here to have fun. Not not much else. Although Mrs. Stanley is definitely going to become a reoccurring character. I think I'm gonna add her in my Rutger Raggy wheel. No. <laughs> Mrs. Okay. Just Mrs. But, Stanley makes it appear. But final call for her every single time, is that she ends up with Coolius Jeezer. No, that's amazing! I love it! Well, that was our uh, first of two sessions on romance uh, 
the the trope love therapist the trope therapist and we will see you next week for the conclusion of this episode let us know what kind of situations should come up or what kind of conversations should come up with these tropes? What are things that you've seen in books that you've read? What are things uh, that you wish you had seen in books that you have read? What advice do you wish could be given to that poor girl in that love triangle? How do you choose between, between such a, a noble, upright character and someone who actually cares? Yeah, so let us know. Uh, and you can do so by checking us out on Instagram at Scrub of Worlds for myself or at The Violet Author for The Violet Author. If you are interested in more of my work, you can check me out on scrubofworlds.com. You can also check out the rest of our podcast episodes dating all the way back to last June. Crazy how time flies. Wow, we're coming up on our one year. We gotta figure out something to do for that. Uh, oh, also, fun news on our uh, no February 400. I had a little bit of time where I was not able to, and now I am multiple days in a row having such a fun time. I've gone over 400 words every time without even trying. Even on the days where I was like, oh, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. 600 words. 600 mm -hmm. words. And I didn't even try. So... Highly recommend this challenge. I'm having so much fun writing this, like, cute little world. It's not one of my main worlds. I'm allowing myself to do something a little different every couple of days. But, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I'm very much digging it. Uh, and as Braddy Estatus would say, it's, like, super chill, bro. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, of all of this week, yesterday, I didn't write at all, which is the first day that I have not written in wow. all of February. And that's just because... Yeah, yesterday was yesterday was crazy. You are allowed to have very busy, crazy days. This exactly, you you're a bad writer to take a break. Exactly, exactly. You are, yeah, and that's that's the thing. You know, find find your flow, and if that's writing every single day, great, great for you. And if it's not, even better for you. And like Violet said, four hundred is not hard at all. I, I have never struggled to hit four hundred words, except except when I'm like super overstimulated or you know again when i don't write at all so go ahead do it it's great i've i've been working on some more short stories and i have two of them finished one of them is probably about 400 words from being finished uh and i have a whole bunch of more ideas so i'm really excited for the second half of this month to to finish some of those out so but anyway that's that's all the updates from that we really do hope to see you guys next week here on the scribes journal uh tell your friends tell your family uh force your friends and family to listen i don't know tell why. that just, weird just... tell that weird english teacher that's been eyeing you a little too much uh maybe she'll find a kindred spirit in this episode yeah exactly tag tag your weird english teacher all of you college students <laughs> tag it. that's a power move right there and they listen to this and they're like my name is mrs stanley and i have never i have only hit on my students once and that was back in my early 70s. Exactly. <laughs> yikes. Okay. Well, uh, on yikes. that note, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great week. I hope your Valentine's Day was wonderful. And wander well. Goodbye.